Hi, everybody. Welcome to No Reserve, part of the Haggerty Podcast Network. And we're here to help you make sense of the enthusiast car market, whether you're buying, selling, or simply watching. And we got a great show for you this week. We talked about everything from an 86 Toyota pickup to a brand new Lucid Air. Now, in between, we discussed a Ford Thunderbird, another record for a Toyota Super Turbo, and that 50,000 mile Ford GT. I'm Larry Webster, the editor of Haggerty Media. And I'm Dave Kinney, the publisher of the Haggerty Price Guide. Now, between the two of us, we've got decades of experience buying, selling, and driving the cars we love. Plus, we're backed by the data of the Haggerty Valuation Tools. Let's get rolling. Well, all right, everybody. We're recording this on Thursday, September 22nd, and um, the market's still really hot. A lot of things are happening, so let's jump right into our opening bid segment. Hey, Dave, what did you see? Hey, Larry. Um, another unbelievable uh, uh, Toyota Super Turbo. We have a 94, a sport coupe in black and black that sold for, uh, I, I'm having trouble reading this, $232,000. Uh, that's against our Haggerty Price Guide top price of one ninety. Now, we do count down the sports coupe right now, and I think we're going to have to make some adjustments, not only in values, but also in uh, counting down the sport coupe. Appears that people like them just as much as they like the uh, the hardtop. Um, it's a you know car with a rear wing. It's a one owner car. It was uh, sold by uh, a couple. Uh, the wife was representing the car, and uh, you know they answered questions like, "No, we didn't run a paint meter on it because we owned it all our life, and uh, never had any work done to it, never had any paint work done." So uh, somebody paid up, and I guess they got a super nice Supra. Yeah, I mean this is in contrast. This is what the the manual transmission premium really represents. And we hear different things about this. The next generation doesn't want manuals. They can't drive them. Yeah. Uh, but that automatic one version of this we saw last week was like 140 grand. This is a huge step up above that, right? Yeah, oh, it's it's amazing. And the six-speed will continue to bring a, a premium for, I guess, as long as uh, as long as long people are buying the Toyota Supras. Now the- and I, I think it should. But, you know, this car costs, Larry, this car costs 48895 That was the sticker price on this car, brand new, this particular car. That's, uh, you know, I mean, how can you, you know, how can you tell the guy down at the country club? Yeah, I just, uh, my best investment so far was the hundred and ninety grand I made on my Toyota Supra. Right. Yeah, it's really impressive. I was a car and driver when these were still new. And I, I'm thinking about a, a lapping session I had at Nelson Ledges in one. And, you know, it's 300 horsepower. It's fast. You know, you really yep. feel like you're sitting on the rear axle. A, a fair amount of turbo lag. You know, it's a straight six with uh, two turbos, if I get it right. So they tried to mask it a little bit. But, you know, modern turbos, if that's what you're used to, uh, are way better in terms of response than this thing. So, but it handled really well. Great steering. Um, I would never have predicted it'd be worth almost a quarter of a million dollars today. So it's unreal. I, I, I was not a believer a year and a half ago. I thought that, you know, when they started topping at 125 and stuff like that, that there was probably nowhere else to go. I was wrong. Happy to say it. Uh, this one did have 13,000 miles, by the way, which also makes a big difference. Very low miles. Yeah. One owner, no miles, good colors. You know, it's got it all. I think these are going to be the next Ferrari Daytonas, frankly, right? Remember that wow. V12 Daytona from the 70s? They popped up to close to a million, and now they've settled down to about six, 700. You know, yeah, yeah. probably might, might go somewhere there. Okay, the next one I was, I was really curious about um, to see was, remember that, that it was a 2017 Ford GT that had 50,000 miles on it. 
and it's sold we, for we talked about it last week we yeah. talked about it last week you know we love that somebody's out enjoying the car these were about a half a million dollars new this one still sold for more than a new one at 666,000 yeah 666 666 the uh, that devilish number yeah. now it should be noted that it did not sell on bring a trailer it sold off of bring a trailer so we actually don't know what the final transaction price was could have been more than the 666 666 uh he reached a you know he reached an agreement with the uh uh with one of the uh potential buyers i guess and and bought the car so it was bought offline he announced it on the uh, on the site the seller announced that it was sold um so wait, Dave, what four. does that mean you know they uh it was it was a um it was a bidder that bought it or somebody totally not on the platform no somebody on the platform apparently and if you look at it, it says bid to six 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 it didn't say sold that so we don't know exactly what the uh, you know what the what the buyer did uh, you know what the price was I'm guessing it probably went for seven hundred thousand something like that it might have been the guy's reserve but we don't know but uh, you know here's what we do know our number four in the price guide is eight hundred and sixty eight thousand our number one is one point one five million um, this car you know cost in the four hundreds new so I mean this guy you know made a pretty good uh, pretty good investment just the same and like I said Larry one thing that you and I can agree on this guy is our new hero he bought a Ford GT. He drove it. He put fifty thousand miles on it. No, he didn't make a half a million on it, but he still made money. I think that's great. Yeah, I mean, the thing was, um, there is a hefty cost to that driving, though, right? Almost oh, a yeah. half a million yeah. bucks is what you're saying. Well, yeah, but no, but he made. So, I mean, you you never you're never losing money when you're making money, right? So, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, think of the think of the taxes he avoided. How's that? Okay, so you know, yeah, look on the happy side. Right? Yeah, yeah, okay, fair enough. Well, good for him. Um, well bought all along, uh, Dave. What's the next one that you like? Hey, I like uh, this uh, Chevy Bel Air. You pointed this out to me. It's a '55 Chevy Bel Air. This is all about fun. It's got a 327. So it doesn't have a crate motor. This guy didn't drop a crate motor in, but he uses a, an old school 327 and put a five-speed behind it. So I'm calling this car a resto mod-ish as opposed to a resto mod because, you know, resto mods, they like to put the latest and the greatest in. Uh, this guy went back and, and did what he wanted and put a uh, 327 there. This guy, we say guy when we're talking about car people, we're always saying guy, but we're talking guys and gals. Uh, you know, we don't know for sure who did this, but. Um, it was a you know it was a fun car, a Chevy Bel Air Sport Coupe, a fifty five, you know, part of the famous Tri Fives, five, six, and sevens. Uh HPG uh values on this, if it were a stock car, it would have been at a number four worth about nineteen grand. At a number one, it could be worth as much as seventy-two grand, depending on the motor now. But this car sold for twenty-six seven seven five. And I think we have to call $26,000, $27,000 fun money in uh, today's market yeah. uh, for, a, for a 50s car. It's got a lot of panache. It's got, you know, it's got spunk, I guess, is yeah, what it is. Yeah. It's, got the, it's got it going on. Yeah. Blue and white. I think this, this was sold on Hemmings. Um, the reason I, I like this a lot was for the reasons you pointed out, it's the 55, which the Tri-5s were 55, 56, 57. Uh, this was the first with the small block V8. Uh, this the 55s had the really cool grill in the middle. You know the shorter grill and the I'm sorry the narrower grill uh, right. on the nose. And um, I don't think these are appreciating things. They're one of those that are just stable. But 
the workmanship based on the photos looked quite good. Um, that that the upgrades that you mentioned. So for twenty five grand, I was like, wow, that's a lot of character for twenty five grand. That's that's what. Yeah, I mean, you know, three twenty seven, even a lump of a three twenty seven is worth something. Yeah. Uh, so I guess uh, you know, I guess we're all good with this car. Uh, and like I said, you know, we're going way old school with this. But, you know, so much of the market is still way old school, as it should be. And and so, you know, these guys getting their props, uh, they're not worthless old cars like everybody was saying a few years ago that we'd never, ever get any money out of them. This guy's had fun with it, uh, and the new owner is going to have fun with it, whether he or she is a uh, uh, person who's just going to take it to shows or they're going to drive it around or whatever they're going to do. They're going to have fun. That's but, what it's all about. But Dave, the Haggerty price guides for a car like this, they just, they're just pretty stable. They're pretty flat, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Right now, um, I mean, we do see some exceptional cars every once in a while bring, uh, you know, some, um, you know, some crazy exceptional money. But, uh, you know, uh, 50s cars are they're they're kind of where they are right now. They're going to stay there for a while with some exceptions. You know what happens, Larry, saying real quickly. Sometimes they get notoriety because they appear in a movie or something like that. So, you know, you never know. Something might come back and, you know, some heartthrob, some, you know, person everybody wants to date, you know, whatever, whoever that Hollywood star is starts driving around in this, boom, the car, the price goes up, the value goes up on the car. Maybe not temporarily. I mean, maybe not forever, but just temporarily, but we'll Um, see. Speaking of value, you pointed out this one, this 1978 Mercedes 300 CD that was on the MB market. Um, it sold for $12,250. I've driven these cars a lot, and they're really like, they're luxury cars. They're almost like German Lincolns, um, very soft. And um, yeah, tell us why you wanted to talk about this thing, because it's a I diesel, love, too. I love this thing. It's a 300 CD. Um, it had 101,000 miles. And let's be real, real honest here. 101,000 miles for the Mercedes diesel guys. That's break-in miles. I yeah. mean, that's like, you know, these cars are barely used. This car sold for $12,250, and it was sold by uh, Ammo uh, New York City, which is a detail shop. So I'm saying it was a $6,000 detail on a $12,500 car, or $12,250 car. I think that's awesome. The car looks like a million bucks. Uh, you know, they did a lot of work on it, did paint correction, did all this stuff. They took the interior out for the detail, Larry. I mean, isn't that amazing? I mean, this wasn't just some, you know, shoot and shine. This was a uh, like a take apart and, and cleaned it up. They said they found no rust in it or very little, I guess. I'd have to double check. But um, uh, not only that, it's maple yellow, which is a great uh, 70s color. It has the Palomino MB Tex, which is MB Tex is uh, Mercedes speak for vinyl, and it's a good quality vinyl. Uh, and, uh, I mean, you know, you can't find a cleaner one. And, oh, by the way, uh, it said that you, you get a chance when you, uh, when you buy this, you can appear on a video. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, you know, how much, how much of that 12250 was was appearing on a video? I guess we'll know soon enough when we see whoever, uh, you know, ever shows up. I think that's cool. Yeah, that's I think um, I, I know uh, Amo is, is founded and run by a guy named Larry Casilla who we've had on some of our Haggerty stuff. Great, great dude. Uh, fanatical. Uh, so I think having him grow, go through the car. And then really at the end of the day, you've got quite a sharp, practically new Mercedes for $12,000. So uh, super cool. But uh, finally, before we close up this segment, um, there was a, a 3.6 liter powered 914, 1972 Porsche 914. Now these cars came with a, what's called a Type 4 four-cylinder engine, which was also shared with the Vanagon. 
Uh, there was a version with the six cylinder called the 914.6, which is worth a lot of money, but this one was modified with a much later air cooled engine, a big one, a 3.6 liter flat six. Now, Dave, I owned a 914 not too recently. I sold it. Uh, it had a big 2.4 liter four cylinder. I sold it for 22 grand. Um, this one is leagues nicer, but it sold for $171,000. I, I, I don't know. I can't explain it. I, I think we might have reached maximum Porsche. I'm not sure. I, you know, maybe, uh, you know, maybe if we look back on this in a year or two years or something like that, this is the tipping point. I've said that before. I don't know. This is huge, huge money for this car. I, it's worth noting. Uh, it's worth talking about. Um, you know, that hundred and seventy whatever thousand dollars would not have been my money because. You know, basically, how many other cars could you substitute, or two or three cars that you could substitute that you would have as much fun? Oh, for me, I, I get it. It's well, different for everybody. I don't. I don't mean to interrupt, but here's the fascinating thing to to me. What does the Haggerty price guide say? Uh, like a number two, which is just about brand new, nine fourteen six go for. They're worth what? Okay, hundred. Now I'm have to gonna. I'm gonna have to go digital. You're gonna have to go now. Okay. Know. Because okay. what I'm curious about this car is modified. It's a hot rod. Typically, hot rods sell or valued at the value of the parts. So this car has maybe $70,000 worth of parts. It's sold at a huge premium above it. It, it is photographed really, really well. It's from a well-known dealer, so there's a lot of credibility there that goes with it. But it's still a huge premium for a modified car over a stock one, right? Did you figure out? What yeah, well, a stock, a, a stock one, you know, pretty much, uh, you know, for the, uh, uh, for the, the four-cylinder car, Pretty much tops out in the seventies, and it uh, goes as low as ninety five hundred dollars. So, wait, wait, wait say what about the nine fourteen six in particular? The nine fourteen six that goes to uh, one fifty five. Okay, so this for is a, you know for a non modified you know number one perfect car. Perfect car. So this is even higher than that. Super interesting yep. in the Porsche market. Hot rods can be worth more than original, which is, I guess, that's a trend we're seeing across the board, right? Yeah, not hot rods with Porsches. They're outlaws with Porsches, okay, they right? Call them outlaws. Right. Yeah, okay. outlaws. Right. <laughs> exactly. I love the the outlaw. You take the chrome bumpers off because you don't want to. Uh, you don't want to pay to have them uh, re-chromed, and then you call it an outlaw. It's great. Uh, anyhow, uh, yeah. I mean, it, I don't get it, but it's not for me to get. It's for me to observe, right? Now, I guess we'll see if your your thought that this is the the peak. Porsche craze. This represents it. It can't get any higher. I've been saying that for years. So that brand continues to uh, just generate all kinds of excitement. So much so that right VW is 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 peeling out Porsche IPO to try and cash in on some of that popularity. So I think that starts starts tomorrow. Starts too, tomorrow. So. All right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Well, let's move on. It's been a that that was a good wrap up of the week. Now let's look at what's coming. Uh, this is our kicking tire segment. Uh, Dave, what are you looking forward to? What are you interested in that's for sale today? Or it's going to close. Well, 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 speaking of old school, we've got a 60 Plymouth Fury that's coming up at RM Sotheby's <clears throat> at Hershey. And Hershey's always been a place to sell older cars. And uh, it's a great place to have this thing. This is kind of cool because it's not only presented in its uh, fact factory red and white livery. It also has a 1957 Harder's Boat. Now, if you know what that is, you probably don't. It was a boat with tail fins, just like this car has tail fins. So that was an awesome thing. So you've got this pair of uh, vehicles there. Um, this 60's got an older resto, 
Um, it has the sonoramic commando engine, which is like the best words ever uh, for a uh, for a uh, engine. And uh, in the Haggerty Price Guide, our number one goes for fifty-seven two. Our number two goes for forty-one eight. But you have to throw in the price of the boat there as well. What do you think the boat's going to do? It's just going to make itself or <laughs> higher, or do you think? I, I know I've got twenty grand for that boat, and I have absolutely no use for Seriously? it. Seriously, so it is so cool it with is. those fins. I mean, you know, a fully restored boat. Why not? I don't have a lake nearby, but you know, maybe take it out on the river and crash it into some rocks. Or so something. you Who think knows? the boat in this case, and and the the photos are at rmsotheby's dot com. Are it's super interesting of this fury. You think the boat is going to increase the total sale price? You know, when I uh, reshoot the uh, Stephen King movie, Christine, uh, I'm totally going to put a uh, put a boat in it as well. You know, another escape wait, wait, pod. Dave, you're, you're not answering the question. What What do you think? <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of the times here, here's the answer. A lot of the times the auxiliary thing that goes along with it, the trailer, the fun stuff, doesn't add a lot of money to it, but it adds a ton of interest. And ah. I think in this particular case, you know, I think anybody would count this thing for ten grand and maybe more. So, you know, let's say, you know, it's like it's it's like the old story about the air conditioned car versus the non air conditioned car. Even if you say you're never going to use it, it's worth more. And I think with this boat, also the same thing. I mean, this will be the king of cars and coffee, no matter what your age is, no matter what your demographic, parading around in this thing, uh, showing up in this thing and taking all the parking spaces you need to park it uh, would definitely be even ah. the, you know, like you'd just be the king. You'd I just see. Win. Yes. So. We wouldn't be talking about it without this boat. And you, you sort of pointed something out that I think everybody should know. The Fury was the star car in Christine. It was Christine. And, um, you know, if you look at the front of these things, it does have quite a little scowl to the grill and everything. It's pretty cool. Yep. So we'll, we'll come back, see what this thing sells for. Um, on my list that that I'm kind of excited about that's up for sale, um, really just to talk to you about it, um, was, it's a 66 uh, Chevy Corvette that's right now on Hemmings. And um, this is a not a split window. They were the early ones, but it's still a hard top. Sure. It's in a dark color, which I think does that body, the this, this second generation Corvette, so, so well. There's 12 days less. It's already at 60 grand. I just think these are ones that I always want. Dave, what's the price guide telling us? Are these appreciating? Are they have they leveled off? Like, what, what's your sense here? Yeah, they've kind of leveled off. I mean, we've got a uh, you know we've got an interesting situation with these because you know maybe it's one of those everybody who wants one has one right now. Uh, I think that's part of it. Um, you know, also four twenty sevens versus three twenty sevens. I think some people are starting to realize that the three twenty seven is not as drivable. I'm sorry, the 427 is not as drivable and usable on an everyday basis uh, as, the, um, as the 427 is. It's all about the documentation on these cars now. So if you don't have the correct documentation, the NCRS stuff or the stuff from Bloomington Gold, it can make a huge difference in the price on these cars. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's one of those things that you, you make your choice based on, you know, a number of different factors on these cars. So uh, it's... It's hard to say where this car is going to land. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, how many, what, what, how many days we have left? 12 days. It's already at 60 grand. And it says their reserves not met. I mean, yeah, I, I, these have always been too expensive for me. But you pointed out something pretty interesting. is like if you're willing to forego the documentation, if you're willing to accept some 
differences from stock. I think there's a huge savings to get the style and experience of these, which is, I think, what you just said, right? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, so, you know, if it's a, if it's an L72, that would top out at 185. If it's a uh, L36, it would top out at 158. Wow. Um, that's including documentation, though. So, I mean, if it's not got it or if there's a question about it or whatever, I don't know. I haven't looked into it. But, uh, you know, this can be uh, this car could be uh, 100 grand away from where it's going to end up at this point. Oh, my gosh. That's a bummer. I mean, bummer for me, but gorgeous, gorgeous <laughs> car. I think they're. Yeah, they're, could go. I mean, obviously, the market values them because they're six figure cars, but they don't seem to be spoken about in car person canon as i think they ought to be they're just uh stunning stunning machines maybe it's because they're fiberglass i don't know okay what what else are you looking at uh meekum's got at their uh famous tractor sale they've got a 2002 uh ford t-bird that was the you know that last version of the t-bird they very much a boulevardier and not a fast car not a gt car um uh, our number one has $39,700 on those, $39,700. This is a 3,160-mile car, and it's in that turquoise, which is a very popular color. Um, what do you feel about these cars? Do you like them or not? I'll tell you what. It's really funny. I was, I was at my college reunion a few weeks ago. I don't know, in the, early in the summer, and there was three of these things parked on the street. The last generation Ford Thunderbird. I mean, for me, it's not my kind of car. I remember thinking it would be sporty, and it's built on a Lincoln chassis, so they're very floaty. Um, and I just didn't get it, but you see a lot of folks really enjoying themselves. They get this open air experience. They're comfortable. You can get in and out of them. Um, Dave, I, I'm going to say this is, this is a car for your generation. Maybe not mine. You get my drift? Yeah, no, I get it. Um, I get it. Even though, even though three of them sold, uh, showed up at your reunion. Huh? <laughs> no, totally. No, they weren't in the reunion. They were just parked on the street, which I thought was oh, weird because sure they didn't they build were. a lot sure of them. Okay, were. so this car at 30,000 miles or 3,000 miles, you said that yeah. number one price is the highest price in the Haggerty price guide is 40 grand. So that's about you what it, it should take to bring this home. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I see bargains in these every once in a while and I see, I see them sell for too much. Uh, you know, you almost can't have an auction these days without having one of these. Really? Uh, but so, yeah, you see them around a lot. They, you know, they built a lot of them. I think these cars were, you know, when they when they came out, very misunderstood. They were yeah. never supposed to be a Mustang rival. Yeah. They're not. Um, and so for the fun factor, again, great fun for the money. Okay. Um, I used to own one of these. Uh, it's a 86 Toyota pickup. I had a 92. Uh, and these yeah. are... This generation's getting older. The, mine was like getting so rusty, Dave, that I'd, I'd grind off the rust and paint it, and that would just piss it off and it would come back worse. So <laughs> it just rusts like crazy. I get it. So I get it. This one's. Yeah, go ahead. ahead. This one, Cars and Bids. I know you, you were real yep. keen on this one. Tell us about it. All right. It's at $3,929, $3,929 with four days to go when we're doing this. Um, this is a dark blue with blue interior. It's 152,000 miles, which I guess we're again going to have to call that low miles for a, a 86 Toyota pickup. Uh, it's a four speed, which of course is a great thing. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at this car. It has painted wheels, man. Larry, take a look at the photo when you when you're. I'm looking at it, but they they oversprayed it because they just sprayed. I know the lug nuts are white too. It's ridiculous. They they bombed it. I mean, they just bombed it. So it's not what I would call 
shall we say, the best presentation ever in the history of Cars and Bids or any other place. It also has a, a Carfax with listing some front end, front end and undercarriage uh, repair to it, which is not good. Uh, and it also says that it has some rust in it, which I believe, as you uh, said, was kind of a factory equipment thing on these cars. Uh, but that kind of money, we're still at the fun money. The uh, Our number four, the price I got is 3600 So we're right there, basically. Our number one is 26.9. Please don't pay 26.9 for this truck. Please don't. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of interest. You were mentioning like these were just, you know, for years, they were just uh, sort of like utility. Hand-me-downs. Hand-me-downs. They were hand-me-downs. Yeah. Yeah, they'd go to uh, they'd go to the youngest kid in the uh, you know in the family. They'd go to uh, you know the the friend who had the uh, startup business doing yard work or something like that. But now they're collectible. Uh, not with these wheels and tires, or not with these wheels. Okay. It's especially not collectible. Like, but hey, you can get a get a set of Steelys or put some mags on. It'll be fine. I'm just thinking. I'm, uh, this is bringing back some flashbacks of the four speed, the roll down windows. Like in the summer at the Jersey Shore, sitting in something like that, my back sweating and sticking to the seats. I mean, <laughs> exactly, exactly. The 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 hottest vinyl in the world, and no air conditioning, and it's only got you know two windows and uh, you know a couple of air vents to to get the thing cool. So uh, yeah, you know, for most of them, they don't have AC. Uh, my my Toyota pickup had the the V six, which was later. It was a ninety two, and it's still really slow. I mean, these things, I can't imagine. The other thing that's fascinating about these is um, you you sit on the floor with your legs sprayed out, very much like a sports yep. car. You think you're going to be sitting up like in a sport you kind of like in a chair, but it's not the way they are, which is another one of the things that turned me off about it, uh, but still cool. Yeah, still cool. That's. I mean, it's all about the look, right, Larry? Yeah, okay. Well, why don't we, there's, there's two more we can talk about, and um, why you brought to my attention this thing called the bitter sc yeah yeah it's the bitter end man it's uh (laughs) it's uh these were german cars usually with opal mechanicals um Hmm. it was a it was a a pretty good alternative to a to you know for when you were looking for an exotic car in the 1970s and 1980s this one is on the market by bonhams which is their online uh, marketplace. Um, it's at $2,105 right now. So anybody who says, uh, you know, this is a rich man's hobby, you can't get anything interesting for under 50 grand, et cetera, et cetera. No, you can. I mean, this car is not going to close for probably a heck of a lot more than this, maybe 8,000 or something. We have them as a price guide and the low end at 8,400, okay. the high end at 36,500. 36, this one has the Opal motor. It's a bitter SC coupe. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a car you have to explain to everybody, but you know, some real luminaries in the, uh, old car world, uh, had these, the Winterstroms who owned, uh, uh, Greenwich Concour for, you know, forever. Uh, they both had one, uh, Mr. and Mrs. both had a, uh, a bitter SC coupe. So, uh, and they like those cars. They love those cars. I know that, uh, you know, we talked about it before with, uh, uh, I talked about it before with Mr. Winterstrom before he passed, and uh, he just adored the car. And so there are a lot of people out there to do. Here's a car you can probably pick up for under eight grand or around eight grand. That's a lot of car for the money. Yeah. So this is just like the German version of the '80s Jaguar XJ, right? Well, what a perfect way to say. How did you? I don't know. Smart Maybe I'm a writer. Who knows? I love it. Uh, yeah, I love it. You must have looked it up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I, it, 
Good, great, great point. Lots of interesting stuff out there for not a lot of money. That's perfect. And then, uh, you know, finally, you you point out another late model Subaru WRX. You're fascinated by these things, aren't you? I really am. This is the you know, again the S two hundred nine. We talked about this before. Uh, the 2019, there's been two of these cars, they're bookends, they're the same car, except for they're not. One of them had 10 miles on it. Uh, this one's on cars and bids, and right now it's a 69,209. Um, it's got 1,500 miles. This, of course, is a six-speed 2019 Subaru STI WRX S209. Uh, this is, uh, you know, this is the 1,500-mile one. We saw one sell on, uh, bring a trailer. Uh, just at the end of the month, August 30th, 10-mile uh, example, went for 107.6. So maybe you can save a little money. Maybe you can get this thing in the 70s and uh, you know save yourself uh, 40 grand. Who knows? Oh, right, with just uh, 1,000 more miles. It'd be a big discount is what you're suggesting, right? Well, who knows? I mean, I'm really watching this to see how it ends. So uh, you know, I'll be there at the end of the bids on this one and make sure that uh, – uh, I, I know it. I'm not going to be a bidder, but uh, I am an interested party, as they say. Yeah, I mean, also on Cars and Bid, there's a Lucid Air Dream, and this is that all-electric sports sedan at Camisa. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it was, it was fashioned yeah. off of our favorite M5. The guys who are making it are real gearheads. You know, Camisa did a great video on Haggerty's YouTube channel that you can see about these, and it's already up to a hundred grand. you are seeing a lot of these, like, hard-to-get cars on the auction platforms it's like the hummer evs it's like the lucid it's, it's almost like the the lightnings the lightnings, the, Rivians, the raptors the there. raptor will do this yeah. it's almost like the uh limited edition sneaker market very much yeah. of i gotta yeah. have it first i'm willing to pay a crap ton to get it first and then you know whatever happens after that i don't care right I love watching it because this is not a market that I'm in. I love watching and seeing where it's going. I will say that I've been watching the uh, the online uh, uh, lightning Ford Lightning market, and yes, they have been getting cheaper uh, by the week. So we'll see what happens with the other markets as well. They're still selling for a little premium over list, but uh, that you know that thirty thousand dollars is now over list is now a pipe dream for a lot of these things. Well, I tell you, I like what you called it. It's a market. It's like there's. Yeah. The the supply and the demand is dictating the price. So in the early days, the the demand is highest, the supply is the lowest, the price is high, and then you're making the bet that you can get that price before it goes down. Essentially, right? Exactly, exactly. I, you know, hey, it's okay for to pay to be the first one on the block, but when you're the fifteenth one, you know, in your neighborhood with a lightning or a, you know or whatever it is a rivian a lucid uh, it, you know you might feel a little yeah i paid a premium to have it but it was worth it to me yeah this car was stickered at a 170 new so it's already at 100 we'll see it's got five days left where it goes i mean they're i haven't driven one but people i trust say that they're fantastic machines they look beautiful so we'll have to figure out one more let's just talk about real quick there's this spiker c8 on p car market this is a 2006 these were weird strange cars uh largely based on audi mechanicals and they came from a dutch kind of pseudo aircraft manufacturer spiker do you have any sense of what these things are worth now uh, you know this. This is not a market that I follow. Um, I've I've seen them at different auctions. You know, different land based auctions. I looked at them. I think some of them are really cool looking. They use a spiker. Has always been a really 
great design house in terms of using Chrome. Have you noticed oh my that? God. that you know, every, it, well, everybody either, else has walked away from Chrome and they just love the stuff. And I think it really works. Well, it's either super cool or super gaudy, depending on where you're standing. I mean, yeah, I mean, every, sure. everything's got machine turned aluminum all over the interior. I mean, I go back and forth on some days. I'm like super awesome. And then I'm looking at this thing now. I'm like, oh man, just too much. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, and I should have said bright work instead of chrome. I'm showing my age again. But anyhow, the uh, the long the long story short is it looks great. Uh, I like them. Uh, not a market that uh, I'm in at all. Uh, and talk about a specialty car. I mean, you know, these are like basically hand-built one-off for everyone they do. So, well, uh, it, yeah. This auction, it says you have to bid. You have to start the bidding at 100 grand. And Yeah, sure. I I think that's going to be a little bit of a reach, don't you? No, I think I think it'll start, but I mean, you know, who knows where it's going to end up. I think these cars are best hand sold, to tell you the truth, mm-hmm. like uh, you know, at a dealership or with somebody who can explain them. Uh, and then I would do a land based auction on this more than I would do a uh, more than I would do a virtual auction mm-hmm. on this. Absolutely, I got it. Interesting. Okay, let's move into the question yeah. section. Um, first, we have Robbie from Allen Park. He wants to know, should I paint my 1978 Corvette before I sell it? The current repaint is faded. This is a good question. What do you think? You know, I'm going to say no because uh, I'm that guy who painted a car once and spent a lot of money doing it and then sold it to a guy and he didn't like the color and he brought it back to me like two weeks later to show it to me. He took it to Mako and got the presidential. Okay, (laughs) So I had spent in the thousands and he spent in the hundreds. Um, I think the best thing to do is to, um, uh, Allen Park, Michigan, that's where that, uh, big uniroyal tire is. Yeah, right on 94, right? yep. Yeah, right outside of Detroit. Anyhow, I'd say no, I'd say polish it up and let the, uh, let the car sit for itself. The other thing is, you know, how much do you spend for a paint job? Well, we can go to Mako and get the presidential for a grand, I guess, or less. Uh, and you can also spend... You know, I've seen people spend in the hundreds of thousands of dollars, right. and uh, you know that car that car is not worthy of that. So, I would leave it. Alone. Yeah, the the, 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 the counter argument to this um, is that you know, based on what we were talking about before, the photography and presentation of that three point six liter nine fourteen really, really drove the price. A nineteen seventy eight Corvette is is the, the upside's not that high, so it would be hard to recoup. The cost of a decent paint job, which if it's the whole car, assuming there's no cracks, it's just a sand and paint, is thousands and thousands of dollars. So I, I agree with you on this. I wouldn't either let the next owner buy it as a project, and uh, it'll be easier. But I do think, Dave, it's going to be harder to sell with crummy looking paint. Yeah, it makes it harder to sell. He's not going to get as much. But it, okay, so he spends twelve thousand five hundred on a you know an okay you know very nice but you know, not a show car paint job, he's not going to get an extra 12500 no. out of it. It's just as simple as yeah. that. So the math doesn't That's work. a good point. Okay. June from Palos Verdes, California. Uh, you know, uh, this is a, a tricky one. My, my apologies, June, for your loss. Um, she says, I can't find all the paperwork to my late husband's 1969-911. He spent a tons of money on it 15 years ago, but I have no record. Is it worth searching for everything before I sell it? Yeah, I think we know the answer to this one, Larry. We uh, the answer is yes. Um, the you, you know I I'm not going to say to turn the house upside down, but I'd look in every place you can look, uh, look in other car files, uh, you know all that sort of stuff to make sure 
it wasn't misplaced. If you uh, if you had it repaired at a big shop, there's a really good chance they'll still have a copy of the, that work that was done, uh, possibly electronic. Um, <clears throat> but you know, uh, it used to be you sold just the car, and the car was the stake and the sizzle. Uh, now the car is the stake, and the paperwork is the sizzle, and it makes it very much worthwhile. And I and I feel for this this uh, this widow, but uh, um, you know, and it and it might not be any fun searching for this stuff. But if you want to maximize value. Uh, go go take a look and look for it. Don't you agree? Well, I mean, you're the expert. You've been doing this for decades, buying and selling. For me, I was thinking what jumped out, if it's been sitting for 15 years since the, all the major work, it kind of doesn't matter because no matter what was done is worn out anyway. So uh, no, you're wrong. <laughs> clearly, I'm wrong. You know, but the, okay, yeah, but people people want the history. Of course, now. they want I the mean, history. You know, it, but you know, I wouldn't sweat it too too much because, like I said, it's still uh, it doesn't mean because it was done 15 years ago. It doesn't need new tires. It's still going to need new tires. Yeah, but if the motor was rebuilt by a specialist or something like that, and it's only got four thousand miles since, I think that would make a difference. Uh, you know, who knows. Uh, I, I would say that, you know, it's all part of the history of the car and so many people buy, you know, the provenance, the history of the car. And so for that, from that standpoint, it, it makes it more interesting. It does not mean the 911 is unsellable. My goodness, we've seen them out there, you know, at auctions and, uh, you know, even with private sellers who bought it from somebody who didn't have any paperwork. So uh, it's just that you lose the sizzle, you still have the stake. Yeah. Paperwork's always, always better, I think, is a moral of that story. Thank you for your questions. You can put them in the comments. and. We'll do our best to answer it. I think that's it, Dave. Do you have any final comments for this week as we start the fall season? Yeah, get out and drive. I mean, you know, for goodness sake, there's going to be a uh, there's going to be a time not too distant future from now where you're not going to be able to get out because of the weather. One other thing, and here's an important thing to remember in fall: if you're thinking about selling your car over the winter, get it out this weekend or next weekend and photograph it while there is still leaves on the trees and the grass is still green in most areas. Now that doesn't, you know, count in some areas, but, uh, uh, take your pictures now, even if you're going to sell the car in January. I think this is a good time to, uh, really peruse all your local papers and internet stuff, because this is when people are sick of their cars. They've enjoyed it over the season. They just want it gone. And you can, uh, frequently, Especially if you're not, you don't have to buy it. You can get some good deals. You can lowball. You can do things like that. And uh, so this is entering a fun time to buy. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a good way to look at it. But uh, you know, it's it's heading into the to the uh, dark season for those of us who are not uh, in uh, sunny Florida or sunny California. So uh, get out and use. Yeah, yeah. I agree. These cars are investments in joy. Right. Buy what you love, and you won't be disappointed. Got it. Uh, Thank you, everybody. Catch you all next week on No Reserve.